Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And we're here tonight to talk about our favorite topic. Relationships. Relationships. Um, let's let's just go backwards a little bit. Let me let Dan, I'm gonna let you start this time. What what do you do? Sure, here. My background's in corporate America. And here in New Orleans Associates, I focus on life coaching, career counseling, and mock interviews. Absolutely. Um, I focus on running a thriving private practice right outside of Chicago, Illinois. We do everything from individual individual therapy with adults, adolescents, and young children, family therapy, couples therapy, organizational therapy, and um, a little bit of fix-it work, helping people restore their images to where they want them to be. Yep, that's right. So the one thing that we can all agree on is that we've got relationships, um, whether they're work relationships or um, intimate relationships or family relationships. We're all all a part of some relationship. And today uh, we really wanted to talk a little bit about um, marriage relationships. And the topic is, so you want a traditional man, but you're not a traditional woman. And um, I'm, I'm bringing up that topic because it's really interesting that for most folk, we understand that there are some some traditional, and if you could see me, I'm putting up finger quotes, quotes right. some traditional ways that people think marriages should work and the roles that people should play in them, gender roles, that somebody should play the role of the man and that role is traditionally... Um, really, you know, when it comes to being the man, you're the provider, the protector for the family, the household, okay? You're making sure that the family is safe, you're the, the lead decision maker, okay, when it comes to things of that nature, and that's what it is. You're provider protective for the family. You know, you're making sure no harm uh, comes from outside into the household. Absolutely. And so you're the one that goes out. And this is what I used to say maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago when I was working with couples. Men, they're hunters. They go out. They gather food. They hunt. They get it. They bring it back. And then wife takes it, cooks it up, fries it up in a pan, takes, makes sure the kids eat, the, the papa eats, that everybody's happy. Right. But what we're seeing a lot of lately, because when those traditional roles were happening, women weren't working, um, women were a little bit more financially dependent on their husbands, um, yep. men had some clear expectations. You know, I'll go backwards and tell you that my grandparents were married like 64 years, my father's parents, and my grandmother would have dinner ready at 2.45 every day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it would be like a full course, like, chicken and dressing and side dishes and a dessert, you know, all prepared, and it was like a meal for the family. And that was somewhat of a norm in, in America, right? You know, the husband went out to work, wherever he worked, could be at, at a factory, the post office, a uh, bus driver, law officer, whatever. He came home, dinner was on the table, spent time, the family ate, everybody ate at the same time, dinner, so the kids were there, everybody listened to what was going on for the day, and then... And with that in mind, because he was the primary breadwinner, my grandmother has literally never worked. She might have worked once or something like that, but she's never, since I've known her, since my dad knew her, went to a regular job. And um, she she also didn't get to make all the decisions, right? So he would say the family's going in this direction, and she would kind of follow that lead and follow that direction. Right. And then she may give some input like, oh, you know, I would like it if we could get a new couch or whatever, but he would only do that if he felt like, you know, as the man, that that's a decision that I need to make. Right, absolutely. He had some input, but at the end of the day, he was making the decision on that, and 
based on, hey, I know what the finances are. You know, we can't afford that right now, or we can't afford that, or we need to wait a little bit. But he was making that decision and said, okay, and the wife lived by that. And his decision stood, I have to say that. Okay. His decision stood. If my grandfather said, no, we're not having potatoes, if he said, this is the house we're getting, that is the house we got. Right. Um, and through the years, people's marriages are have changed. They're more custom. And, and during that time, a lot of people didn't even get divorces in their time. Like, I, I knew families where the grandma and grandpa slept in separate beds for, like, 30 years, but they were, like, still married. She still cooked dinner every night. He still he still made the rules. It was like, you just, for whatever reason, no divorce. You know, we're against divorce. Right. You don't do that. You just deal with it. Right under the household, and you'll keep your business to your business. And if you look at cartoons, if you look at, like, um, princess movies, the princess is a princess always. So she goes out and she finds a king that's even a king of even a bigger place than she's she's queen of. He's got more money. He brings gifts. He gives all these things. Well, now the world is changing. You have a good point. Let me ask you this one, and I hope we just derail what we're looking at, but do you think finances has played a big part in that with women going back to work? I was I, I was going to go there. Okay. I'm going to tell you that now because it takes both incomes in general. Now, let me say this. There's still populations. I mean, like we live and work in Naperville, plenty of women here that don't go to work. Sure. But it's still harder than it was when you could not work and, and honey could make 60 grand and the family could still live good. Now people need both of those incomes. And with both incomes, then both men and women are kind of assuming the role that men have traditionally taken. So women are providing income into the household, mm-hmm. significant parts now, because they're working full-time now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they say, you know what, this is not going to be a taxation without representation. Right. I'm giving you some money into the household. I want to have a, a large say into the decisions that Absolutely. are going on in the household now. Absolutely. Which theoretically, logically makes sense, right? right. It seemingly makes seemingly a lot of logical sense. sense. If we're both bringing in $100,000 and my vote is as equal as your vote. Right. Then you start hearing things about marriage is 50-50. I've never heard my granddaddy say any <laughs> math about marriage is 50-50. He was like, I, I don't care, you know, really what she's thinking. <laughs> marriage is 100% mine, and I say and she does. And so the mentality has changed because, I mean, I remember when we first got married, you were making some kind of decision. I was like, well, wait a minute, that's my money. You know, so there's a way that when you're bringing, why are you laughing? Not really an issue, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, not an issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. We still going, but go ahead. Right, because okay, I have to tell you, I have a traditional husband. I'm a non-traditional lady. No, no. You don't think I'm non-traditional? Not traditional. I got a word. <laughs> but but the bottom line is, the more money that somebody brings in, the more say so they want. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But with that more say so, I see more um, trouble in marriages. Good point. Okay. So that's a whole discussion. Right. Because right. now that you have women, and not just non-traditional with women working, sometimes you have a woman that's making more money than her husband. Absolutely. Sometimes you have a woman that's a dreamer and her husband's a worker. Absolutely. You have a guy, you know what, I'm happy doing my nine-to-five job. You know, I'm happy with my income. I'm not trying to move up to the next level, next level, next level, become the manager, become the uh, the director, the CEO, the CFO, I'm not interested in that. I'm just happy doing my nine-to-five. But this woman, hey, I'm going to fast track. I'm going to be the first woman here. I have these, these dreams to go. I'm going to be here in six months. Two years from now, I'm going to be running this division. But maybe that – or I want to have my own business. But, you know, like you mentioned. More education. More education. More education. Wife wants to go back to school. Hey, I want to work on my master's. I want to get my Ph.D., my doctorate, whatever the case may be. 
But he's like, you know what? I'm happy with my bachelor's. I'm happy with my high school diploma. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I have no desire, could be a husband, no desire to improve that particular area. You have women that are uh, the deciding factor at work, and then the traditional guys like, this isn't work. So you can make all those decisions in the boardroom, but then women are coming home and not really being given those same opportunities. There are definitely couples like that out there, for sure. And so all of those sort of changes and transitions have affected the way that um, – that women look at themselves and whether or not women are traditional or not. Like I hear men say to me, hey, I, I bring home money, I, I put a roof over our head, and my wife don't cook. Mm, okay. And then I hear the wife say in therapy sessions, I bring the money. <laughs> I put a roof over our head. <laughs> Why cook. can't he cook? <laughs> right. And so with the non-traditional roles that people are taking on, it's becoming increasingly hard to have a marriage that's, with those traditional values, because even though women are working more, owning businesses, having more degrees, having less children, because I'm, I'm not saying that women never work. When you're when you're raising children, you're always working. So Absolutely. I'm not, you know, but I'm oh. saying not working in a traditional sense of going to the office. So now that you're seeing more and more of that, we're even seeing kids that are telling me stuff like, that. Well, I never want to get married when I grow up because my mom doesn't have any rights and there's so many arguments going on and I don't want to be subservient. So as we see the changing of our um, our work ethic and how many how many well, work ethic has always been strong in women, but how many women go to work, how many women own businesses, how many women are running the show, how many women are making more money, how many women are the dreamers and the husbands are the doers, and this is a really big um, thing I'm seeing with non-traditional women. A lot of times, and what I mean by non-traditional women is the yes, woman that, is the woman that does not come home all the time and expect to have to cook, clean. Um, change the diapers, feed the babies, the plate, um, do all the hospitable stuff. I mean, a woman that sometimes feels like, hey, I contribute as much as you do, and I want to come home and take a nap too. So she's expecting some of those traditional women, uh, women's role duties to be taken care of by the Correct. Husband. While she's still expecting him to pay bills. So that's the thing, though, because I, I don't think there's women, there are women out there that can say, I don't need you to pay my bills. But when most women get with men, they're expecting some bills to be paid. I would absolutely. I would think that. At least I am. Sure. And many of the women that I've, I've dealt with in coaching sessions and therapy sessions are like, "Well, he should pay the bills. That's his role." Because even I find even women who are making more money than their husbands, they still want the husband to take care of the bills. Mm-hmm. And so, and what's interesting to me is this is what I found is very interesting. I have had women come in with husbands that aren't working. But the husband is at home cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids, and the wife is dissatisfied with it. She wants him to take on that tradition. She wants him to home. be more traditional. Yet she still wants to have all the say-so of a guy in the house. Like, I want to be able to be the one that makes the decision. And let me say this. In a marriage, there's two people. So a two-person vote will always be unequal. At the end of the day, somebody's got to make the decision. Somebody's, somebody's got, got to make the head Because when you have two different, I want to go left, I want to go right, Somebody's got to take all the input and make a final decision. Absolutely. You know, and, and so in that, that relationship, they've got to decide who's going to be the head of the relationship. When we come to a crossroads and a decision has to be made, who is going to be the one to make that decision? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And and to make and to ha- here's what's really funny to have a happy marriage when you when you see polls on Huffington Post and all these Huffington Post, excuse me, and all these different places. People really like the idea of the traditional roles, but it's hard to live up to them because being needed to be supplied by both parties. 
that's a challenge. It's, it's, a, a, it's challenge. a big challenge because now at 6 o'clock, everybody's tired. Right. We will, we will all work the full day, transportation back and forth, could have drove, taken public transportation up to an hour each way. Hey, we all want to take a rest, but we, but we all want to eat at the same time. We all want dinner. So mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you work through that? Mm-hmm. That's well, challenge to come up. So one of the challenges that I think that people face is deciding how to customize your marriage in a way that works best for you. Okay. I think another way that can be, so, so what I mean by customization is you and, you and your spouse, hopefully you talked about this beforehand, but just like anything else, a lot of times we get involved and we didn't talk about it, so now it's time to talk about it, <laughs> right. and now you're experiencing it and now it doesn't feel good. One of the things that I think is really big is to decide on the big issues. I'm not saying what's for dinner, who eats what. I don't think everything deserves a vote. But decide who's going to make some of the big decisions. Yes, and that needs to be a conversation. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think it can be based on the topic? You're the, you're the decision-maker for this topic. You know, you're the decision-maker for the kids in school. You're the decision-maker for the finances. You're the decision-maker for vacations. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? You know, one of the things I'm going to say, and this is just me being bold today because I, I had a long case low date. Here's what I'm going <laughs> to say. I think that some it's really hard to go down every single item in your household and say, you're going to make decisions about what we eat for dinner. You're going to make decisions about what the kids wear. You're going to make decisions about where we spend money. You're going to make decisions about that. You're going to make decisions about this. I mean, because what, who's going to make the decision about what to do when the apocalypse comes? Who's going to make the decision about what to do if a bowler comes to Chicago? Who's going to make the decision to do what, what happens when uh, if our daughter gets her period? What do we do now? Who's going to make the decision? You know, sometimes you, you just can't go down every possible thing. Who's going to make a decision if uh, we run out of egos? Who's going to go get them? You know, sometimes we just have to decide. As head of, head of the household, whoever you decide that that's going to be, here are your duties. Okay. And I think it's really important to find out where strengths are. I think a lot of times, not every woman, but a lot of times finances can be really emotional for women, even if we make a lot more money than a guy. Mm, okay, just the, the stress, I guess, quote, unquote, stress of the, the bills or paying them, is that what you mean? Is you know, the stress of it keeps coming up every month. You know, like, here's okay. my thing. Like, every month you pay your credit card bills and whatever you have to pay. And they're like, next month on the first, here they come again. Okay. You know, and I think a lot of times, not every lady, so I'm not telling you that women are flighty and we can't do bills. I'm saying that it's easier for me to remember to buy some lipstick than it is for me to think about all the things that have to come out. There's this feeling of, if you don't have enough, what do you do next? And I've heard that from women that make millions down to women that make, like, $100. It's like, I don't want to be the one that does the bills. But here's the, the, the flip part. A lot of women don't want to give up the, the power of deciding what comes out of the account first and knowing what gets paid first. Because a lot of women feel like men, because men are wired differently, are a little bit incompetent in what to do and when to do it and how to do it. Like, sometimes men will pay. Um, like I heard one wife say, well, see, he paid this bill, but really this bill is more important, which is a subjective feeling. Right. But for her, she felt like the cable bill was super important. And he felt like, well, I paid the colonel and the house on the cable bill is not super important. Right. Or I hear people say, well, he put all the money on this, and I would normally like to just pay a minimum. But maybe his idea is we're going to pay, you know, the maximums and then get it paid off faster. 
So one of the things that, that you have to decide is if someone else is going to be a leader in an area, you've got to give up that control. You got to because you can't be too heavy. And you don't want to go be back and forth second-guessing after every decision. That makes frustration for everybody, people getting hurt feelings. You know, you don't trust me now. You know, I thought I, was, I thought I was running this area, but you don't trust me. You're second-guessing me. And now everybody's frustrated. Absolutely. And I think one thing that, ladies, you should remember about a traditional man that wants to bring home the money, make sure the bills are paid, make sure the house is taken care of, he has an expectation of you as well. And it's not for you both to come home, crack open a beer, put your feet up and watch the news. It's not, it's not for that to happen. So when you're asking for a traditional man that's going to open the door and do this for you and be kind to you and think about you and you don't feel good and hug you before he leaves for work and text you to let you know he thinks you're beautiful and all those things, he's expecting some some reciprocity from you. Right. And it can't be, you don't think I'm tired too? Right. You don't think I had a long day too? We got this house because of us, not just because of you. And I hear that every culture, every um, economic status, every educatory status, that people just do not know how to deal with each, each other on a level of love. Okay. Another thing to remember is why did you marry this guy? If you marry a traditional guy and then you say, I'm a feminist and, and I feel like he feels like he has to make all the decisions and I want to make some of them, then you really got the wrong guy. That that that. I guess boggles my mind, I guess, a little bit. When you have a traditional guy and a non-traditional girl, like, didn't you guys talk about this while you were dating? That should have come up, and even just interacting while you're dating. You see his behavior, and this is the kind of guy who is going to be the, the traditional guy, have the type of expectation when you get, when you get married. How did you miss that? Mm-hmm. And then here's the other thing. Nobody's made out of stone where they can't make changes. Right. But if you're dating or married to a guy or with a person that has some, you all have some traditional expectations, then you have to have a discussion when things are going to be flex. So we're, we're changing this. Oh, you know what? This area, traditionally, you did this role, I did this role, but in this area, we're going to be a little flexible. We may flip-flop it. We may adjust it a little bit than the quote-unquote traditional roles. And then you have to be prepared to not have it your way. One of the things, and this was a big thing for me to learn, learn you know, apparently I have a strong personality, you sure. know, and, you know yeah. but apparently I have a strong personality. So when my husband would say, and this is the beginning, and we're going to spend, I think, I mean, it was a small number. I saved up something like $6,000, and he said we're going to buy a car with it or put it down on the car. And instead of doing that, I think he paid another bill. And I was, like, all in the tizzy about it. And he was like, "Oh, okay, I hear you." But he still spent the money where he want. There, you still spent the money where you wanted to spend it. I did, and that's why he said in the beginning when I brought up the issue, "Oh, not really a problem," because he heard me and I was in my tizzy and I was jumping up and down and all that stuff. But he still spent it where he wanted to spend it. Right, and because the, in our relationship, that's the whole, and that's great. I take your input, but I'm still gonna make the decisions on it. Uh huh. Now here's the thing that really gets interesting. Let's say a lady owns a business, which is kind of non-traditional, right? Yes. She owns a business, husband works a job, and and he starts to see income coming in from that business. Right. A lot of times women say things like, I worked that business. He wasn't even really that involved in it, but now he wants to spend the money. Well, you have to know that in a marriage, especially with a guy that's pretty traditional, he feels like your money is our money. Everything that you have is his. You don't have anything that's not his. But vice versa. Right. Vice versa, right. Everything that everything that he has is yours. Right. But I think it's really hard sometimes to have a big sum of money in an account, sees it, and then he basically uh, does what we call swiping. 
He takes it. My husband, I don't swipe you. Right. Swipe you, don't swipe. I don't know what the thing is my daughter says, but it's something about swipe or don't swipe you or something. So, So basically what you have to remember is that if you are of a different type than your husband is, meaning that you've got a business mind and he doesn't and you need his support services, but you really want to run the show because you feel like you're thinking in a different way than he's thinking, you still have to, at the end of the day, be comfortable and respect him enough to let him leave. And I think to talk to you like that because of business, let him know, honey, I need this money to do this investment in the business. Mm-hmm. I need. I know you see a big profit and a lot of money in that account, but I need this for payroll. I need this for whatever bills expense. I need this. Mm-hmm. I have a big marketing campaign coming up. I need to put this money toward that. I know you may see it, but you can't just take it out because of I have these expenses paying up coming up. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think the other thing is before you um before you go into business, you all need to discuss what the finances are going to look like, what the funds are going to look like. And if you listen to us long enough, you're going to hear me say, you know, almost every time we we have a discussion for you guys or with you guys is that you've got to be having conversations about what your expectations are and where things are going. In a marriage, you can't have a whole bunch of secrets. Well, I'm smarter than you, so I'm doing X, Y, Z or whatever, or I don't think you never let me make decisions, so I went out and I made all this money on my own, and you can't have any. That right. can't be whether you're traditional or non-traditional. Right. You can't really have secret plans. I got a whole plan, a network. That I'm, I'm working over here, but you don't know anything about it. You're not involved in it. You don't even know that I'm working on it. Like, what? I thought we were married, mm-hmm. one team, one flesh. That's that's not a marriage. And seek to find ways to incorporate your husband and your wife, if she's traditional and you're non-traditional, seek ways to, because there's lots of traditional women with non-traditional men. Oh, this is true. So you want him to pay the bills. You want him to take care of things. And that's not what he thinks his priority is. Right. You have a lot of guys who want to do the 50-50. Mm-hmm. Well, hell, wait a minute. I, you know, I paid for dinner last night. You should pay for this time. Well, wait a minute. Last night, I'm, I'm at the workout center. You know how you sit in the locker room area, you start to get dressed? Right. I hear two young ladies talking. They couldn't have been any older than 16, 17. And one girl is saying to the other girl that I went out and I took my boyfriend out for, for like a party day I went to, and all the guys at the table paid, and they were shocked when she pulled out her credit card <laughs> and passed for her, and he let her do it. Right. So her friend said, what's wrong with you? You're paying for your boyfriend? Right. And she says, well, we always go half and half. We're not, this, these were her words. Before right. she, I didn't even know her. She knew me. Right. She says, we're a non-traditional couple. We're not a traditional couple. But look at the shock. Right. She talked about it for like 20 minutes, and I was ear hustling to get it. I was like, let me hear this. We got a show coming up. Her friend said, her friend said you paid for him? Right. She, she said, you're treating him like you're the man. That's what her friend said. Wow. And she said, no, 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 I just feel like no guy has to pay for things for me. So let me say She's this. He's not traditional. Right. But when you set up a non-traditional relationship, then he's not going to ever get back to paying for you and doing things for you like he's traditional. Now, this is true. Now, I guess on a- Because I always made sure the big daddy right here paid the bill at a restaurant. <laughs> you say, well, she wants to do it. Well, so be it. Why am I going to do that? And, but, and then people think- start to think, maybe she's not worth me paying for it. If you're a traditional guy and you have a type of non-traditional woman who wants to pay for dinner, stuff like, that's going to vex you a little bit. 
You know, because you're a tradition. Hey, this is my role. You're trying to do my. You're my role. Apparently, we have a a miscommunication, a misunderstanding of roles. I'm, I'm going to find somebody who understands their role. So mm-hmm. this we're going to have to kind of separate ways. What if, what if, now this is a good question for your guy, what if you find that your guy isn't good at the traditional roles? Like you're an expensive girl and he's like a not-so-expensive guy. So what he provides is not what you want. You don't you think. You may have the wrong guy. You may have the wrong traditional guy. Right. You know, he's a traditional guy for somebody else. May not be the traditional guy for you. But I mean, just because the, the traditional is just one aspect of the relationship of someone who's a you know a right or wrong match, that doesn't mean just because someone's a traditional guy and you're a traditional woman that that's the person for you, right? You could need somebody who has those same traditional values but makes some some more money, traditional values but maybe more spiritual, you know? Mm-hmm. Could be different things. That's just one aspect of it. What if you what, now? This is a question I have. What if I have a lot of women that come in? that are just plain more ambitious than their spouses. Okay. They pick non-ambitious men, right? Okay. And so they've always got to be the ones to set the plans, make the plans, put the plans in order. And it works. He'll work and he'll do what you ask him to do. But he's just not thinking about those things. It's not his priority. He feels like, you know, maybe he came from a background where people didn't own the business, and so he doesn't see why that's a big deal. Or maybe he comes from a background where he feels like you're being materialistic. We don't really need all of these things. But you really, she really loves him, and she really thinks he's a great guy. Right. How, how do you suggest she manages that? You know, that's that's interesting because when I find out why did she choose that guy, if she knows she has uh, a lot of dreams and goals she wants to achieve, and he's always already expressed that he really doesn't, is not really like that. Does not have a lot of dreams and goals? But not negative. So I think, negative. I, I think, well, why did you choose that guy? But because you're choosing someone who's not equally yoked with you in that particular area. Because these girls don't want to be alone for the most part. Well, you hit it on the head. You're hitting it right on the head. So why? Because I don't want to be alone. Okay. I, I'd say, okay, why don't you want to be alone? Why are you not comfortable being alone for Because if I wait too long, maybe I won't find the right guy. That's what people say to me. I, I'm peeling back the onion. Okay. I guess do you believe that you can't, you know, and I'm not trying to get into a couch session, but I'd be peeling that onion back. But that's for another. But that's, that's another, another, show. That's another but, show. But what I'm saying so to you, so if you're in that situation already, right. right? So if you're already in a situation where you're a person who has dreams and goals, and you're you're the woman, and the guy does not, you're going to ask him, can he support you in what you're doing? Right? I know I have these dreams and goals. I need you to be a, a, a strong advocate for me and encouraging me in this area. You know, you know what I found out is that women don't always know what they want, and strong advocacy is great, but at the end of the day, I think most women, even those that tell me I don't need a man that makes a lot of money, need to have a man. In order for a lot of women to feel respect for a man, they have to be able to dominate in some area. And the I man feel does. The man does, yeah. Okay. And I feel like a lot of times women marry guys, and this has nothing to do with traditional or non-traditional, or you marry people that don't have some of the major aspects that you need because someone's convinced you that those things that you're asking for or looking for are shallow. So then you try to, okay, I don't want people to think I'm shallow and I just want a guy for his money. Because a lot of times I hear people calling somebody a gold digger when she's really just looking for someone that's financially stable. You find people have made relationship decisions based because they, they want to change what their true criteria is because they don't want to, Feel, because people make them feel bad about that high standard. I hear so many people, like, I'll never forget when I was in college and somebody told me, Matthew, you know, if you want a man, sometimes you have to um, 
do some concessions and, you know, not have everything you want. Now, I never felt that way. Right. And I feel like if you're telling me already that you can't pay for things, then we're not, I'm not interested. Right, exactly. Not that I don't, you may be a great friend or you right, may be right, right. You know, a great guy to have coffee with, but I can't think of starting a household with you when you're already telling me that, you know, um, I dig rocks for a living, and that's what I want to do for the rest of my right. life. Yeah, oh, Houston, we got a problem. Right, and that's not a bad Perception. No, right, it's not for you. Right. Uh, or and so what you want. I think for a traditional woman that wants a non-traditional man, the key is finding the right non-traditional man. I mean, finding the right traditional man that can still fit the bills and needs that you have as a human being. I 100 do. I don't think people should compromise their stance. Okay, no. This is the person that's going to be your partner for life. And then if you have kids with them, even when you leave them. Right. They're still connected to you. And if you don't have kids, it's always the, did you ever use a former name or a maiden name or a married So you're still always connected forever with some human being when you didn't really do enough job to find out if they were the right person for you. So I think whether you like a traditional man or not, if you're a non-traditional woman, then be a little choosy about who you're with. Now, here's the other issue. If you're already with the guy, you've already, and sometimes, I've had couples where they really did marry, like, what they consider to be the wrong person. Right. Then that's when you try to figure out what can you do to make the relationship right. Make it right. How can you customize it now to fit your needs? Now, remember, these are suggestions. We don't know every single thing that someone's going through. If you've got some bigger issues than what we've discussed today, then call into the office, 630-428-2344. Absolutely. And and try to make an appointment to do some couples work, some coaching work, because sometimes, on a way to do some concessions or some comp. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.